0: Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken.
1: Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken here back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio. We have a really interesting interview today. We have Dorian Stone, who is the general manager of Grammarly Business. And I believe that if you don't communicate well with your customers and even your employees, then you are giving them a bad experience. Communication is part of the customer experience. We're going to talk about that. Before we get into that, a couple of quick announcements, and you know what they are if you've heard the show before. If you've got an amazing story that you want to share, an amazing customer service experience that you think everybody needs to know about, please let me know. Just go to any of the social channels that we have, and I'm everywhere. Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, you name it, I am there. And if it's a question that you would like to ask, please use the hashtag AskShep, hashtag AskShep, and I will answer it right there. Uh, perhaps I'll answer on the show in my newsletter or on my TV show, which is Be Amazing or Go Home, and that can be found on Apple TV, Amazon Prime, Roku, and you can get episodes at beamazing.tv. That's beamazing.tv. All right, let's get right into it. I am excited. This is a different type of uh, interview in that I'm not really going after the author who's written the latest book on customer service experience. I'm not going after somebody that actually sells to the customer service and experience world, although I guess in the in a sense grammarly does but what i love about grammarly and if you haven't used grammarly it is a phenomenal tool to ensure that you put you know commas in the right places quotation marks on in the right spots that you're capitalized when need be that you're spelling correctly it's basically your spell check on steroids and a lot more and dorian stone who's the gm of grammarly business is going to talk to us about what's going on in the world of business and how communication is part of the experience, and what happens if uh, we fail in that area? Dorian, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So, th- th- this is great. I mean, I did. Did I do justice to the
0: description of what Grammarly is all about? I think the on steroids portion of what you described was probably the, we hit hit the nail on the head. Um, okay, great. We <laughs> we we uh, we consider ourselves a writing assistant, so everything that you said uh, is included in more. Um, and, uh, and that includes uh, things like helping people actually restructure what they've written to, for clarity uh, in addition to checking for tone. So that I think that's where the on steroids part kicks in.
1: Yeah, especially when you're communicating with customers on, a, on say an instant chat, uh, live chat, um, You know, to have the ability to send something and, and, and if you recognize the tone of this is not what it should be, or perhaps you're using the wrong word uh, to describe it, I think that's that's important. Absolutely. So uh, well, let's jump into this this stat that I think is really interesting. Uh, Harris Poll Research estimates u s businesses are losing this is a huge number, one point two trillion dollars annually due to poor communication. So what's your thought on that? I mean, this should like play right into your
0: hand. <laughs> so, uh communication is difficult right it is and it it is challenging it is difficult uh and in many ways it is death by a thousand cuts the thing is is that so many of us have become so accustomed to the world we live in that we don't fully see and appreciate the cost that it has the harris poll actually shines a light on that cost that we've been incurring day after day so the 1.2 trillion dollars which is us alone this isn't even a a global number And I you know, see that,
1: that that's that's equivalent to five percent of America's GDP. That's right. That's right. That's and huge. Upwards,
0: that's right. It is. It is. I mean, it's twelve thousand dollars per employee or more. Um, that's just a lot of money. Uh, and and what drives that? What drives that is rework. You know, things have to be done twice uh, when uh, communication doesn't happen effectively. For so it's a productivity issue as much as it's it's a, it's a productivity issue, but it's a frustration issue. Think about the way it impacts customer experience. So you are when you have ineffective communication with someone as a customer, working with the company, like that deteriorates your experience. Well, that did as that customer experience deteriorates, so does business performance. We know that, Mm -hmm. and so communication actually is one of those root cause drivers we believe, and I think the Harris poll validates it for great customer experience that begets great company performance. Yeah. So I remember years ago uh, I.
1: I had somebody working with me, and I'm sure everybody who's listening to the show knows that I get hired to go out and do speeches around the world, and I was at this speech, and I'll never forget what the client said to me. He says, I almost canceled our agreement, and I said, why? He says, your assistant sent me an email that was littered with punctuation and grammar mistakes, and I just felt, you're supposed to be a great communicator this was really bad how can i trust you're going to be good on the stage i said mm. oh my god can you please send me this email that you were sent and when i when i received it i was like blown away how bad it was well it was time to have a little heart to heart with with uh, my assistant and she was appalled too she said chef that was a draft that was never meant to be sent to the client this is she thought that she'd sent the final email and unfortunately she sent the draft but the point i'm making is that's the power of words improperly used showing that you're not capable of basic good grammar perhaps could end up costing you business not in the form of of uh, to you know having to do it again and again and low production but actually
0: lost business uh, that's right that's right I mean think about teams that are you know think about all the teams that are interacting with customers that will not come back if the if the experience isn't good you've got your customer support teams, right? Where a Mm -hmm. lot of this happens, your sales teams, but you also have marketing and the agencies that a lot of your marketers work through. You have the quality of any one of those interactions, but you also have the quality over time across interactions and the consistency across interactions. Um, And so when you think about that kind of customer heavy work that so many companies Mm -hmm. put so much investment into, uh, and then you think about all the challenges that exist, be able to remove those challenges, man, just directly ties to the business performance. But the other thing it ties to, The other thing it ties to, interestingly, is employees feel their jobs getting easier, right? Poor communication frustrates employees, just like it frustrates customers. And so you get this double effect. This is what we're seeing in the research and what we see in the work we do. This double effect where employees are actually saying, oh, thank you. And so you get the employee experience rising with the customer experience as you're not just providing more tools to help them, but as they are meaningfully understanding that their job is getting easier because they're able to, communicate more effectively outward, but also what they're receiving is clearer coming in as they communicate with each other. So it's an interesting, it's, it's, it's an interesting win-win. You don't have that many win-wins in life, right? A lot of times, particularly in the CX world, as you know, the customer experience world, you have, should we spend more money to get the experience better? Or do we try to cut us? and, And, you know, you think about a support environment, how many seats can we have? Maybe we take down our seats and increase our hold time. And all those things that are done to optimize, you don't get that many kind of twofers where it's just a win-win. And I think one of the things the Harris Poll does is it does show how much of this cost is sitting around us. And if we remove it, how much of a win-win it can be. Now, you know, going about doing that takes deliberate action, but I think that's what's what's really exciting about uh, what we're seeing here. And we see it in the client work we do too, which I'm happy to talk about if you want to go into it sometime.
1: I do want to get into that. I want to talk about what the mm-hmm. deliberate action we would want to take. But I know that I don't want this to turn into a pitch for people to use Grammarly, but it's coming from me, not from you. Uh, it's an inexpensive resource. Um, I, I, how inexpensive it is, I know that when, when uh, my team came to me and said, Shep, we're going to sign up for a Grammarly account, uh, the paid account. I think there's a free version, isn't there, at some level?
0: Yes, that's right. There's a there's a free version that uh, we have more than thirty million daily users using actually. Yeah. So, but we are we are in the paid version. I don't remember what
1: we paid, which means it was so small I didn't care. I think because I I mean here I I'm the guy who runs the company. I know everything we spend on. That's it. expensive. The point I'm trying to make is maybe you can give me an idea. On just if a person wants it, what's the monthly cost?
0: Sure. Uh, so we have the the free version, yeah. which we try to free is very provide. low and inexpensive. By the way, if free is free is a good price for a lot of. People, <laughs> let's be honest, and we try to make that product as, as high quality as we can, um, uh, and while being able to give it away for free. Uh, the premium uh, the premium product uh, runs around one hundred and forty dollars or so. The Grand that's Leigh for business, the year, though. That's for the for the year. This is an annual price. So this is this about an $10, price. 12 bucks a month. That's right. That's right. Right. That's right. And uh, our Grammarly business offer uh, starts a little bit higher than that, but roughly the same cost per month basis, annual contracts Mm -hmm. per employee. So about $150 around that range. And then uh, we do have an enterprise offer um, as well um, uh, that's for larger organizations. And and that gets to But but here's the point I want to make. Okay. So let's call it $12 a month. Okay. About $150
1: a year. The moment. I don't have to go back and proofread and fix three paragraphs that I've written. That amount of time is the $12 a month that I've invested. And by the way, that's just one document. And I've got, I don't know how much left to do over the rest of the month to get my money's
0: worth out of it. But that's You know what's so the point, you know what's so interesting about that is um, <clears throat> there's so many people that we talk to that say, well, I have my PhD in this or I have my master's in that. And that is sort of a, a defense mechanism of, well, maybe I don't need this, this product because I don't need Grammarly because I have the PCM. And what's interesting there is a lot of those folks are doing such high value work that to your point, one paragraph of their time, if you will, pays for the entire thing. Uh, yeah. And, and, and the other hand, we have folks who say, well um, you know, I have, I have offshore low cost labor offshore low-cost labor, and uh, I'm not sure that this is going to fit into the budget, but they are doing so much work that is touching so many customers at such velocity that the lift is actually very substantial in terms of their productivity. It's like a 20% productivity lift. So again, the cost equation just makes total sense. Right, It's kind right. of a no-brainer. It, it, that, that's the point I'm trying to make. The spectrum, which is so counterintuitive. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I mean, I don't mean to make this a
1: blatant pitch, and and trust me, Dorian is not paying me. I, uh, I, I. Nothing is changing hands here. This is just a great interview. Um. Uh, so, well, great. Well, let's take a short break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about uh, actually taking some action. You mentioned some ideas. And I went, and I'm just basically going to ask, well, how do you go about doing that? And. Uh, Let's talk a little bit more about how communication impacts the customer experience. This is Amazing Business Radio. We're talking with Dorian Stone, the GM of Grammarly Business. And we are coming right back. Hi, Shep Hyken, your customer service and experience expert. And I'm excited to tell you about my new book, I'll Be Back, How to Get Customers to Come Back Again and Again. Now, this book is packed with idea after idea on how to, just as the title implies, get your customers to come back. In the book, you'll learn that repeat customers aren't always loyal customers. Now, both are great, but there's a big difference. You'll also learn about 10 reasons a customer may stop doing business with you and three reasons you would stop doing business with them. And one of my favorite lessons is a six-step process for creating an I'll-be-back strategy. Of course, there's much, much more. You'll start getting more of your customers to say, I'll be back almost immediately. Just go to www.I'llBeBackBook.com. Again, that's www.I'llBeBackBook.com.
0: Listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert Shep Hyken.
1: We're back on Amazing Business Radio, talking with Dorian Stone of Grammarly Business, and boy, there's so much that we could talk about. But I'm going to flip it to you, and I'm going to suggest that, or I'm going to ask that you suggest to us some action steps we can take to provide a better experience through the communication uh, that we offer our customers.
0: Sure, I'm happy to. I think. Uh, I'm going to pivot off of the Harris Poll research that you described and, and then go into a few things that I would also suggest. Um, you know, first, if you look at what the research is suggesting is that most of our knowledge workers are spending about half of their 40-hour work week uh, with writing in some system. We have all these new systems, right, that are all over the place. These digital systems people are writing in. Think about a support center. You might have chat agents. Uh, you may have universal agents that are doing a, a mix of things constantly trying to get that that tenor right between them sending out consistent templates, but at the same time having it feel personal. Uh, so try to, first thing I'd say is, is just trying to actually do the math on how much time is being spent with written communication. I think we were, I was personally surprised when I saw 50% of the time, but reflecting on uh, a, a, a knowledge worker day, right? A service worker day that maybe is actually low rather than high And you think about some of those yeah. things. So what is, is understanding?
1: Yeah, that's the definitely. math is really, really important. In, absolutely. Uh, yeah, even if somebody spends ten percent of their time writing, if what you're trying to fix could reduce it to seven or eight percent, I think that's a good payoff.
0: It absolutely could be. Uh, I think the second is looking at the 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 makeup of. Uh, what of your employee base and your customer base so when you have English first language English second language you have people working offshore for example in a service center those dynamics uh, can impact the customer experience and a lot of times the reason they do is it's the communication and it's not just the commas and periods it's also it's the tone it's the fluency the the, the, the natural soundingness it's the unintended tone that sometimes comes through um, and and so understanding that looking at what the makeup of the workforce is and diving in and, and pulling out some of, uh, of what folks are working on and actually reading it and, and, and inspecting it to see how natural that communication flow is because every time there's a, a friction in the communication, it deteriorates the customer experience. And if it's too much friction, as we' talked about before, it creates rework and, and all sorts of problems. Mm-hmm. And the third thing I would, I would say is looking at the systems a, that you have in place. Usually, you know, organizations have strong onboarding processes. You have a lot of turnover in a service center, for example, so you have strong onboarding processes and compliance processes, right? To check, uh, make sure people are doing things well. Well, you know, it, it, you, you don't want to end up in a world of one foot of pipe and 12 feet of safety valve. Like that, that's not the world. Adding a one foot, foot of pipe valve and 12 <laughs> feet of safety valve. <laughs> wow. You do not want to end up in a world with a foot of pipe and 12 feet of safety valve as your way of driving quality and quality experiences. You want to try to make things as efficient and easy for folks as possible. So one of the the third steps I would do is I would then take a look and say, okay, what mechanisms do we have in place to actually reduce the friction through those pipes versus how much have we invested to put safety valves on those pipes? Mm -hmm. And if what you find is that you've put more time and attention into the safety valves, chances are that you have a lot of opportunity in increasing the throughput and the efficiency by releasing some of the need for those safety valves. Uh, and so I, you know those three steps do the math on the time that people are spending writing across the different systems they're writing look at the esl versus english first language mix of your business and then understand the dynamics in each in terms of the communi- the communication with customers uh, particularly from a service center standpoint good work in sales as well and then uh, and then like i said third look at where you've made your recent investments and ask yourself how many are safety valve investments versus how many are really about throughput and make it easier for the customer and employee.
1: And I think making it easier uh, anytime we can make it easier for our employees, it's going to be felt on the outside by the customer. We talk over and over again about trying to create processes and make life easier for the people who interact with the customers. The moment you start adding extra steps um, it becomes extremely frustrating. It takes more time. And I think that, yes, There's a step when I see a line show up underneath a word, um, or there's some recommendations. Yeah, I've got to go back and fix it. But that extra step, it, it doesn't, I mean, it's, I would never not proofread something that needs to go out anyway. But the fact that when I finally get to proofreading it, it's probably right by the time I finish a document where I'm using Grammarly, it just makes the proofreading so much more easier and effective to do.
0: Um, we, we, have, um, we have some uh, very passionate uh, executives, increasingly at larger and larger companies. Um, but we have a few of them that have gone so far as to mandate that everything has to go through Grammarly mm-hmm. before they look at it for exactly what you just described. Um, but one of the interesting things uh, also uh, that I would say is in 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 looking at the way you're supporting your employees, support your customers for great customer experience and looking at the way you're doing that to make it more efficient and easier for everybody. Um, one of the things to look at is also, what are you doing that is making you better at tomorrow? Like getting better at getting better, if you will. Uh, one, of the, one of the teams that, that I uh, run at, um, at Grammarly works with clients to actually evaluate the impact in week one, week two, week three. And those underlines and those suggestions you described, that is real time coaching. Like we sometimes describe ourselves as a coach, like a copy editor coach, sitting a writing coach sitting on your shoulder. That is real time coaching. That as you're going through your work, you're getting constantly in real time. And, and, and you what know what happens? You, you learn the next time you
1: write the word down, you spell it correctly, you add the comma, real. you use the quotation mark properly, and
0: and you're learning this by doing it, not by just being told to do it. And that's what we find. And so what's interesting is we actually see the number of alerts and suggestions we make go down week after week, and even in the first 30 days. So the other thing to take a look at is how many things are you doing that are putting you on an actual continuous improvement trajectory versus so many initiatives that I think of that are like mowing the lawn. Yeah, we mowed the lawn and we were good and it grew back and we had to mow the lawn again. That's just, that's horrible.
1: (laughs) You know, there is a a workaround, don't have a lawn or use AstroTurf. (laughs) <laughs>
0: yes, I, th- I think in, in the service world, those are called chatbots. Your AstroTurf is your <laughs> yeah, chatbot. Very good. Very good. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. So it, well, I, I
1: what, are you, what do you think the top three, uh, and, and I'm going to ask you, I assume, I, and I'm probably wrong, but I'm going to assume anyway, you're somewhat of a good grammarian and you understand your product well enough. What are the three biggest mistakes that you see people making in their writing that you can immediately
0: help with a product like Grammarly? Uh, Sure. So uh, I think for all of us, uh, we tend to caveat, write with a passive voice, and those things take away from the clarity and the delivery of the message that we're trying to get across. Mm-hmm. And so I think that the number one is that, and that, and that, is a core component of what we believe we do very well, which is helping the clarity improve the clarity of the message. Um I think those those two drivers are are, are big ones. From a Grammarly business perspective, um, there are features in the Grammarly business uh, product that aren't in others. So what I see from my seat uh, in Grammarly business is the second is there's a lot of acronyms that are used mm-hmm. and shorthand or excuse the term, but bastardization of brand names or product names, because that's just internally how people are accustomed to, to talking about them. And when you're moving in a high velocity environment, again, going back to the customer support examples we've been talking about, it's easy just to shoot out that shorthand. So the second thing that we see is, um, is we have a feature called style guide that when that shorthand comes up, it pops up and says, hey, we want to make sure that if you're sending it to an external audience, or have you, you're actually using this uh, language, explains why, just like all of our other suggestions, so you kind of learn the why, not just the what, uh, behind the suggestion. I think that's the second, is that companies and individuals start writing in shorthand that is, frankly, not plain English, and not clear <throat> to the, that's the second one. Um, I guess, uh, you know, the third, I have to think about that, the third one that was really popped there are there are better ways and on brand ways of communicating things, um, and you know there's so many uh, so many rules that sit in PowerPoint or training documents that aren't sort of front of mind for folks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the the thing that I would say, and I, I don't mean to make this a, a plug, but it's a feature we recently built is, you know having having a way. I think the the biggest mistake people make is. They either try to say something with their own words and deviate away from what the best practice way would be to communicate that, the way you describe an offer, a product, a rationale for a rebate, lack of a rebate, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and they're trying to express it in a personal way, but there's clearly a good way of doing it. Right. Sort of a highly effective way so of doing you're, it. So you're I gonna make,
1: it's gonna make suggestions on, you know, it's like you're getting, I know oftentimes I see three words highlighted and it's right. be more specific. Because I'm speaking like I talk, not like I should be writing.
0: Exactly. That's a great way of putting it. I think that's a great way of putting it. And so having some repository where you can go back and pull out the very clear way you consistently want to explain something, um, we call it snippets, uh, but having a way of doing that that can flow directly into you being able to write stuff versus being a canned response that's just pushed out and inhuman and cold. And I, I think the biggest error, but it, it's a hard human error. It's not like people are just making this. It's just hard to get the consistency with the quality that you want and, it, it, and bring that personalization. Into yeah, a high infuse some personality into hard. it. Hard. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if that's a mistake. I, you know, I put that as third on the list and I'm well, struggling a little bit with it's it. It's an opportunity. It's hard. It's yeah. really hard. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel for the folks that they do that eight hours a day um, and sometimes not even in their first language.
1: Yeah. Wow. And that's, that's tough, but you know they get better and better at it. Well, we're basically
0: uh, almost out of time.
1: And I would love your final nugget of wisdom that you'd like to share. We always ask for that one last piece of information that our guests can share with us.
0: Uh, my final nugget is, um, we all know that the workplace is becoming more diverse. We know that we're writing in more systems than ever before. We know there's a significant amount of time that's going into writing. My final nugget is organizations need to be very thoughtful and not underestimate the increasing demands on effective communication that remote work and hybrid work models that are here to stay are going to put on their managers and employees. Boom. Perfect. Perfect.
1: I want to go back to the very, very beginning and emphasize that the Harris Poll research estimates that U.S. businesses are losing $1.2 trillion annually due to poor communication. And uh, we gave two examples of that. One is I shared how I almost lost business because of poor communication. And that's flat out dollars hitting the revenue, bottom line revenue. The other is slowing down productivity because you have to constantly go back and reread and rewrite and reread and rewrite. If there's a way to cut that down and become more productive, well, we've just shared with you exactly how to do that. Dorian, thanks for being on the show. This has been great. Great to meet you. Great to hear your insights. Thank you, Shep. I appreciate the time. All right, everybody, that wraps it up. Another interview on Amazing Business Radio. We'll be back next week and we'll have another guest. I can't wait to see who it is. In the meantime, this is Shep and reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.